Voyage. Genesis. Am I a danger to myself or others? Yes. Can I be fixed? No response available. Can you? But before I could ask Genesis anything more, all hell broke loose. Get away from me! I couldn't see much. The people ran from everywhere to the room next to mine. No, no! And suddenly, it was silent again. I knew something terrible had happened from the shock on people's faces. Sometime later, two orderlies came with a gurney and entered that room. Shortly after, they left. I'm no fool. There was a body under a sheet on their gurney. It took me a long time to fall asleep that night. It was a restless, fitful sleep. And during it, something happened. I didn't know if I was dreaming. It seemed too real to be a dream. But given everything else, it had to be a dream, didn't it? I saw Dr. Easton, the man they all called Tommy. I wasn't awake when he entered, but in intermittent moments, in and out of consciousness, or so I thought, I saw him place some kind of electronic device near my head. Tommy kept glancing back at the door, like a child sneaking into a cabinet for some sweets they weren't supposed to have. When I finally woke up properly, Tommy was gone. This wasn't like my hallucination. Tommy wasn't grotesque or menacing, just normal. Nonetheless, I didn't want to scare Duncan any more than I already had. I woke up feeling very strange, though. What happened in that room next door last night? Another of my patients had a bit of an accident. He's dead, isn't he? We had to move him to a more intensive care area. He lost a fair bit of blood. Better dreams last night? I could tell it was a lie. Maybe he didn't want to scare me. I think I prefer the truth even if it's ugly. But for now, I'll play along. Yeah. That's good. You skipped breakfast, though. What happened to the weird man we saw outside? The one who was quoting Jeremiah? I'm hoping he'll be in prison for a while. Assault. Trespassing. I'll ask security if they can get an update. Please. He was creepy. You've been chewing your lip. Oh. Have I? Mm-hmm. Last time you did that, you spent $700 on a purse. <laughs> well, there's no good shops in here. What's wrong? Kind of a silly question, considering. I know. But I also know you. W what else is wrong? Is there a reason Tommy would need to come in here during the night? We check your vitals hourly, but all the data is available at any computer in the lab. No, there's no reason. When did he come in? I was half asleep. Maybe I dreamed it. Did he touch you in this dream? No, 
just held something close to my head. But since I woke up, I've felt different. Different how? Like I used to feel on my antidepressants. Just blah. Not upset. Not anything. Depression wouldn't be an unreasonable reaction to the last few weeks. You're not listening. I don't feel depressed. I don't feel anything. You really think you dreamed it? I'd prefer that I did. That meant no. Why would Tommy come into Belle's room? No, I didn't. This must be just another paranoid episode. Poor thing. You're sure? Duncan! I have more urgent things to do, no offense, than dote on your wife. Apparently word is out. Yeah. Phineas is being cagey with sales data, but I've seen several reputable sources claiming they're down 70%. Food poisoning. No, thank you. I'll have the oatmeal. What the hell are you talking about? There was a massive chain restaurant that had a food poisoning scandal. Multiple locations where people got sick. In some cases, hospitalized. Sales dropped for a while. But six months later, no food poisoning cases again. The company promised very strict safeguards. Sales went back to pre-food poisoning levels. We've got dead people, Duncan. If we can fix it, everything else will follow. Genesis has come too far already to just vanish. People need to be reassured. You're sounding like Phineas. I believe there's a way out of this. Maybe I have to believe that. What if there was an external control? External? Yeah. People would be terrified. We could turn Genesis users into slaves. The impossibility of an external control is the foundation of customer trust in the product. But if we had one triggered to alert us when heart rate spikes, for instance, we likely could have saved Yuri and Simeon's lives. What then? Some kind of monitoring department? Deputized to decide when to neuter people? A temporary fix. A worst-case scenario safeguard. The textbook example of a slippery slope. Just an idea. I left it at that. But Tommy's just an idea nagged at me. I did ask security about our friend Jeremiah. To my chagrin, apparently he and the Weavers collected donations and he'd made bail. Jeremiah was something of a folk hero to his followers now. I didn't ask for his real name. I preferred not to know. Since I was already at the security station, I also asked the guard to scrub through security camera footage of Belinda's room with me for the hours she slept last night. At quadruple speed, Belinda tossed and turned in almost comical fashion. Then there was a blackout. At four times speed, no more than a blink. I almost missed it. Play that back at regular speed. You got it. What is that? Weird. A uh, glitch, maybe? You ever see the camera just stop recording before? For how long? Two minutes and 35 seconds. If it happens again tonight, call me immediately. Yes, sir. You said he held something. Yeah. There was some kind of device in his hands. I think he used it on me somehow. What did it look like? Small, flat, black. I don't know. It's hard to remember. Are you saying I wasn't dreaming? No. Not necessarily. Duncan. Maybe we need to leave. If we do, they could call the police. There's enough evidence you could be dangerous to others. 
and the other things that have happened only help make the case. What other things? Others have had similar reactions. But if your lab partners are doing things to me without you knowing... I will never let that happen. It has to be some kind of misunderstanding. It has to be. I'm going to find out. And if something has been done without my knowledge, we're leaving right away. I promise you. Thank you for believing me. I love you. I'm so sorry about all of this. I know. Just get me home, okay? One way or the other. Is there something you're doing with Tommy that I don't know about? Like what? I'm asking. I do things you don't know about all the time. Our sails are in the toilet. Bigum is sharpening the knife he'll use to slip my throat and feed me to our board. In six weeks, we may all be out on the streets, including your wife. Everything I'm doing is to stop that from happening. But with Tommy, specifically. He's doing some experiments. It's my product. I should know. Give the man a chance. Once he's got something solid, you'll be the first to know. You seriously aren't going to tell me? I'm seriously not. If someone is doing anything to my wife without me knowing... I'm seriously not. No one is doing anything without you knowing. I assure you, we're all working to help her, as you should be. So. You get on with fixing Genesis and I'll nurse my developing ulcer while I try to save this company and all of our asses. I'm taking her home. What? I'll assume the risk. Because it worked out so great for Yuri and Simeon? You can't leave her alone. I'll resign, if need be. You're not thinking straight. My wife is not your prisoner. Of course not. She's your patient, Dr. Carver. She can recuperate at home and come in as needed for further tests. If you were me, would you be okay with this idea? You're not married. I was. If it was your wife... She'd have killed me without the Genesis. She would never really hurt me. 24 hours. Sleep on it. We'll do another round of tests and scans. And then? If you still feel this strongly tomorrow, take her and I won't fuss about it. All right? <sighs> Fine. Fine. Tommy was clearly up to something. He was furiously hammering away at his computer, but I couldn't get a good enough glimpse at what it was. Without drawing attention to myself, the best I could see was that he was working in some arcane part of the Genesis operating system. Tomorrow. Really? Yes. They'll do some last basic tests tonight, and tomorrow we are going home. Thank God. I'll be here all night. You should go home. Have a proper sleep. No way. I'm not leaving until it's with you. Glad to have stood up for my wife, even if doing so made me a bit shaky and exhausted. I curled up on a couch in our break room and knocked out. I awoke to an alarm. I didn't even know we had this alarm. I'd never heard the sound before. I stepped out of the break room. I raced to the security station. The guard I'd spoken to earlier was loading a shotgun. What are you doing? Rubber shells. For who? Your wife. What? 
Why? See yourself. I didn't know what to do. I followed the guard. Belinda stalked through the lab. Technicians fled her, desperately. She grabbed one female lab tech and casually broke her wrist, bending it back at an impossible angle before shoving her with a crazy force into a computer screen that cracked on impact with the lab tech's head. Belinda, sweetheart, it's me. Stop! The security guard hefted the shotgun and fired the rubber shell at Belinda. It hit her square in the chest and had no effect whatsoever. She was behaving like someone on PCP, angel dust. No pain, adrenaline jacked, the guard fired again. This one hit her in the gut. I almost attacked the guard myself for fear of him hurting the baby, but it doubled her over for half a second. But she shrugged it off, advanced, and ripped the shotgun out of the guard's hands, and beat him with it. Belinda, look at me. She did, but with the cold, blank eyes of a lion deciding if it's hungry enough to eat a gazelle right now. It's me. I love you. You have to stop. Duncan? Recognition flittered across her face. Yes, Duncan, sweetheart, think of the baby. Baby. Yes. Enough now. Where are we? The commotion that followed was significant, to say the least. Now. Duncan, for Christ's sake, your wife almost killed Tommy. She's having an ultrasound. Now. While handcuffed. Fair enough. No shit, it's fair enough. I thank God profusely when the ultrasound and a fetal heart monitor both indicated the baby was unharmed. We were still relatively early in the pregnancy. In a way, this was a good thing. Our little kumquat fetus was so tiny it was likely the rubber shell missed it entirely. Is your wife okay? Tommy had his own room now, like Belinda. Not the one Simeon had been in, that still needed repairs. But outfitted like Belinda's, as close to a hospital room as we could manage. Tommy had glass lacerations across his face and arms. It was incredibly endearing that his first question was about the well-being of my wife, his assailant. She's okay. Baby too? Yes. Thank you for asking. That shouldn't have happened. What? It was meant to calm her down, keep her safe. Phineas must have spiked it. It? Changes to the operating system. Your external control? It wasn't just an idea. Not exactly. More internal feedback loops that should squelch extremes, especially fear. Was that what you were doing the other night? He had the good grace to blush, given he'd lied to me outright before. Yeah. Uploading revisions to her GOS. And the night before, Simeon's and hers. Is that what made Simeon go crazy? No, 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 absolutely not. How can you be sure? I can see in the logs. Simeon had the same event he had in his car, and the changes held, just nowhere near enough. Jesus. And Belinda? Completely unexpected. The new changes should have squelched all that even more. You said Phineas must have spiked it. What did you mean? Phineas insisted on checking out my changes, said I'd missed some tweaks. I assumed he knew what he was doing. He does know the device in the operating system. In all the commotion and fuss, 
I'd nearly forgotten Genesis and the... I don't know what I'd unlocked. I feel guilty not having told Duncan. But some niggle at the back of my brain is saying, keep it to yourself. Phineas Klein Genesis. I don't understand. I found a history of Genesis or a biography of Phineas Klein. What? Phineas Klein Genesis. I don't understand. Please clarify. The password Genesis. The level one password. No password is necessary. I can't be dreaming this too. Think, Belinda, think. How did it go? Genesis, what do you know about Duncan Carver? Duncan Philip Malcolm Carver is the neurosurgeon who conceived of connecting powerful computing and communications devices directly into the human neural network, enabling the integration of humans and electronics. He has guided the development of the Genesis Project from the outset. Do you want a full biography? No, thank you, Genesis. And Phineas Klein, Genesis? Phineas Klein is an entrepreneur and major shareholder in Klein Communications, the manufacturer of Genesis. Do you want a full biography? Shit. Vulgar slang which can be used as both a verb and a noun. As a noun, it means feces or a contemptible person. As a verb, it means... Maybe you used the wrong sign on a parameter, Tommy. It could happen to anyone. I'll get someone to double-check the code. We'd all sat down and talked it through. Phineas making it seem as if they'd done nothing questionable, of course. Tommy looked like he was about to explode. Ah, my guardian angel, Janice. Bigham has given up and gone away. I was only down here to avoid him. And with that, he disappeared. Tommy took a few moments to diffuse and get his voice back. I guarantee, Duncan, I did not foul up. Parameters, code, fucking plus or minus signs. You're... We're all traveling too fast here. Easy to make a mistake. Mm-mm, no. Not this time. I didn't know what was happening here, but I know that Belinda was not as safe as I needed her to be. We had to get her out. I needed to pull a few favors. Hey, Doc, I'm real sorry, but... Just doing your job. You didn't know she was pregnant. Are you okay? Wounded pride, mostly. Man, I hope I don't meet her in a dark alley, no offense. None taken. But I need your help. Doc? This place isn't good for her, and... Well, you've seen she can stir things up. I'm going to take her home again. We can do all the monitoring we need from there, but I just don't want to make a fuss of it. Just sort of spirit her out. He's a good man, that security guy. He'll keep it quiet. I took a lab uniform into Belinda. Quick, honey, put these on. Why? We're out of here. Now. But I'm not advertising it. See? You look like you've always worked here. Now, be as casual as you can. But as we rounded the corner from the lab exit, there was Phineas and a phalanx of his security goons. Escort Mrs. Carver back to her accommodation and retrieve the fancy dress uniform she's borrowed. And you two, escort this ex-employee off the premises. Make sure his vehicle leaves and put it on the blacklist. I've already terminated his passes. I didn't even have the chance to protest. They grabbed me and frog-marched me out double-quick. 
The security guard on the front desk looked real sheepish. Did he rat? Or was he just another powerless cog in Phineas's grinding machine? Either way, I knew it would come now. Phineas had crossed the Rubicon. I would either destroy the company I had spent my life building and get my wife back, or die trying. Enemy Within is a production of Voyage Media. The series is produced by Nat Mandel, Robert Midas, and Dan Benamore. Executive produced by Alexander Stitt. Directed by Dan Benamore. Written by Alexander Stitt and Dan Benamore, based on Alexander Stitt's original screenplay of the same name. Starring John Cahill as Duncan and Narita Bronwyn as Belinda. Additional cast credits available in the show notes. Edited, sound designed, and mixed by John Higgins. Original music by Durlis Gonzalez. If you're enjoying the show, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you're listening, and subscribe now for future episodes.